Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standard Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standig, and I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which means on Saturday, I will be at FedEx Field for an honest-to-goodness game. Sure, it's the preseason. Trust me, I know I'm excited to see something other than practice. I think the players and coaches are as well. Saturday at FedEx Field, the, the Commanders host the Carolina Panthers at 1 o'clock. Uh, I won't do a full-blown preview here, but I'll, I'll share just some thoughts about what to expect. We spoke with Ron Rivera just a short time ago regarding uh, who he expects to play and for how long with the starters and so on. Uh, two guests today on the podcast. I uh, conducted two interviews over the last couple of days of practice. We'll start with rookie running back Brian Robinson. Caught up with him for a few minutes today after practice. He is definitely, for me, one of the players I'm excited to see because, you know, they run the ball in practice, but it's not the same deal as it would be normally. Obviously, the you know, the, there's some physical play, but there's no, you know, no real tackling, et cetera. So, I'm excited to see what Robinson can do, How you know, get, a, get at least a little sense, perhaps, of how this three-headed backfield could work with Robinson, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. In addition, we'll follow that up with uh, Warren Sapp joined me on the podcast. Uh, the Hall of Fame defensive lineman was at practice, not today, but, but he was out there the last couple of days. We know as well he, would be, he was out there back in minicamp. We spoke to him then as well. Uh, but I saw him off walking up the field yesterday, meaning uh, I'm talking to you guys on Thursday, so saw him on Wednesday. And look, it was the day after uh, Sam Mills was fired by Ron Rivera. So uh, that was notable. <laughs> uh, so I talked to Warren Sapp about his future in coaching, if that's something he's interested in, and his his views on the defensive line. Spoiler, he's not joining the Commanders. But we talked about what he's seeing out of John Allen, Jerron Payne, Fedarian Mathis, and, and more. So we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, if you've missed the last few episodes, I encourage you to check the, go back and check those out. Santana Moss joined me earlier in the week to break down uh, what he's seeing from this team. Of course, Santana is one of the Commanders analysts these days. And uh, we talked a lot about Jahan Dodson, Terry McLaurin, what he sees from those guys. He he is a big Jahan Dodson guy. And also earlier this week, Mike Sando, my colleague of The Athletic, a senior national writer who does a lot on, uh, talks to a lot of executives and coaches around the league. He does his quarterback tiers column. Uh, we, and therefore, of course, we talked a bunch about Carson Wentz as well. So you can check all those out if you've missed it. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, or the Athletic app. Um, all right, so just some quick notes off of practice, and then we'll get to the interviews. So in terms of the game on Saturday, Rivera said he anticipates playing the starters 15 to 20 snaps, which, you know, I guess that's all relative to how long the drives go, right? I mean, if Carson Wentz in the offense, we know Carson Wentz will play. That's what Rivera told us the other day. So if Carson Wentz is going to play, then obviously the other starters, you know, most of them will be in there as well. Curtis Samuel will play, Rivera told us. If they have an efficient first drive and score points, then maybe maybe there's no second drive, even if it's only, you know, seven, eight, nine plays. But 15 to 20 plays potentially is two drives. So in my head, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, Chase Rue will not play. He's been a little more active in practice, but he will not play. Uh, I'm very curious to see what the tight end room looks like. Today, John Bates was out. 
he uh, he had returned to practice for a couple days after missing a bunch of time with a calf injury, then seemed to re-injure it, went back to the side field. Cole Turner has been out for about a week now with a hamstring issue. Samus Reyes had his hamstring wrap today. So really, and you factor in Logan Thomas, they basically now have more tight ends who are dealing with who are out or dealing with something than they do available guys. You, you had the undrafted free agents like Curtis Hodges and Armani Rogers working with the first team. They they just signed a kid off the street the other day, Eli Wolf, as well. So I'll be very curious to see what we're looking at in the tight end room. I they certainly are, I wouldn't think would try to rush anybody. Uh, I think this is a good spot for Samus Reyes if he can go, obviously, to get some more experience. But we will see uh, how that goes. Uh, Cornelius Lucas update for you. Rivera said, uh, so Lucas has yet to play in practice. Reminder, when we spoke about Lucas the first day of camp or the day before maybe even camp started, and we were told he was going to start the year on the non-football illness list, Rivera said he should be back pretty quick. Well, it's now been over two weeks, still not back, and still no indication of when he'll be back. But but he did do a little work on the side field today, more than he had been doing, Rivera noted. So I guess you could say it's moving in the right direction, but obviously he's been out for some time. Speaking of out for some time, Trey Turner has been out for well over a week at this point. Maybe it's closer to two weeks right now. And Rivera said yesterday that probably won't be another 10 days that Trey Turner is down. Um, You know, they're not pushing him, I guess. Uh, But at the same point, you know, you'd like to see a guy get out there. And and it was notable because Wes Schweitzer at one point today looked like he may have like tweaked something slightly. Obviously, Schweitzer has become a very valuable piece for this team since he can play center or guard. Um, And the longer Trey Turner is out, the more I think it's possible that that Wes Schweitzer ends up starting, uh, even though I think, the assumption was that Trey Turner probably gets that nod. We will see uh, about that. Uh, beyond that, look, I think there's going to be some interesting position battles to keep an eye on. I think punt returner is a fun one. Uh, Dax Milne and Alex Erickson are the primary options there, it looks like. Though Rivera today said don't rule out Jahan Dodson. That, to me, would seem like a situational deal because I think Dodson's going to be heavily involved in the offense. He's looked very good. Um so far. So uh, I think that's something to keep an eye on because realistically, we, we kind of know who the top five receivers are with Cam Sims being the fifth guy. And then the question is, what goes from there? I would think Milne to me would be the number six right now as the punt returner. But, um, you know, I, Erickson's the veteran who's actually done this. Milne has never actually returned a punt in an NFL game. There are a lot of receivers that look fun. I, I think the Kelvin Harmon, Sam Howell combination has probably been the most prolific quarterback receiver uh, hookup in camp. Uh, guys like Kyrick McGowan have looked good. Mark and Michelle, you know, if, if we were tracking, you know, reception and yards in camp, he's probably leading the way. But, you know, how many receivers do you keep? I, I don't personally want to keep more than six, uh, but we'll see how that breaks down. Uh, but I think Dax Milne, to me, or Erickson would be the leader as the sixth guy. And I think, you know, seeing how they handle punt returns, whatever opportunities come their way, will will we'll go a long way towards establishing who gets that spot. Um, I think the, the, the backup cornerback situation is interesting, right? You know, we, we feel like we know the top three, William Jackson, Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice. Um, wouldn't surprise me if William Jackson doesn't play in the preseason game. He did 
practice today, but he has been a little limited over the last few days with a, a hamstring issue. St. Juice was on the side field on Wednesday, but he did participate today, and Rivera said he expected him to play on a Saturday. Um, by the way, on Friday, they're going to do a walkthrough at Andrews Air Force Base, their annual uh, trip over there this year to, to, to you know, do some things in front of some of the military folks. That will be the definition of a light walkthrough. Won't be too much going on there. So I don't think we'll see uh, too much one way or the other coming out of out of that. But in terms of the cornerbacks, you know, what's the what's the hierarchy after that? I think Danny Johnson seems pretty established as the fourth guy. But then you've got Christian Holmes, the, the seventh round pick. I wrote about him the other day. He's learning how to switch uh, from a man corner to zone. Obviously, William Jackson went through this last year. I talked to both of them and defensive backs, uh, Coach Chris Harris, about that transition. You can go read that on The Athletic. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, you've got Corn Elder. Um, you know, I, we'll see. I'm curious to see what um, what to make of this uh group once because it's you know there's still questions about what kind of depth they have behind those top three or four guys uh i think safety will be another fun one to watch we'll get our first look at percy butler and Derek forrest in real game action i think those two guys are looking to hit something i think that could be a lot of fun to see what they can do out there uh for what it's worth uh stephen parker guy they just added this week uh you know i was talking to somebody today who said you know they really like his movement out there so i think he's somebody to maybe keep an eye on but you know you've got jeremy reeves as well so um we'll see how how that goes as well so okay more to get to we'll talk plenty about what what came out of this game uh well you know i'll certainly have another podcast up you know whether it's up saturday or sunday another po- a podcast to break down what happened in this game for sure but for now Let's get to my two conversations. We'll start with Brian Robinson, and then we'll get to Warren Sapp. And with Robinson, we're just going to jump right in. Let's do that right here. Fun conversation with the rookie running back. How, uh, get the first off, how's it going? Well, going great, you know. Find a way to come out here and get better at something every day. Obviously, you've been practicing two, two plus weeks now, but for a running back, I, can, I feel like for you probably more than other positions, the game has got to be pretty exciting because you can't quite do exactly the normal stuff out here. Yeah, it is exciting, you know, just you know, to get carries in the game and, you know, get to display the physicality of the game as a running back, you know, from running the ball, you know, pass blocking, you know, whatever they may be, you know, just to you know, get yourself ready to play a season, you know, at that running back position, you know. Uh, so, you know, I'm mainly excited for the game, you know, just for those reasons, you know, to be able to just go out and, you know, be physical and, you know, have contact against somebody other than my team, you know, so. Right. I was going to say, like, back, like, e- for this stuff, you can learn, okay, here's this play I should find, look for this hole, or these things like that. But with the contact, you really can't work on that until you get it, right? right but, uh, you know, um, practice is pretty physical. You know, it has a lot of talented athletes out here on this field every day. You know, so when we go on you know, offense versus defense, you know, I, I kind of get a feel for it somewhere in that mix. You know, we have, you know, some periods where we, you know, go live and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we get a good feel for it in practice also. So, I don't think, you know, it'll be a big surprise for me, you know, come Saturday, you know, due to, you know, uh, how physical I've been practicing. So, uh, you know, I'm excited for it, but, you know, I think I'll be ready for it. What do you think is like sort of the, the thing maybe you think you've worked on and improved the most since the start of uh, camp? Uh, really, you know, just, you know, being available for, you know, whatever my number is called for, you know, uh, you know, just stepping out of my comfort zone for some in some areas as far as, you know, just, you know, uh, learning the pass game and running more routes and, you know, catching the ball out the backfield and, you know, uh, 
you know, just adjusting, you know, to everything they need me to do, you know, as a running back, you know, just out of the backfield too. So, um, you know, I really just been, you know, adjusting to that, you know, just the pass game, really. Um, not that you can't do a lot of different things, but but, but people have been talking about the fact that you're able, you're a tough runner, you can run between the tackles, but you're not like the biggest guy. I feel like, I mean, obviously like Derrick Henry is like an extreme, but you're not the biggest guy. Is it as much mentality to yeah, do that stuff as it is the physical? It's definitely mentality, you know, because uh, sometimes I come out here and I'm light, you know, uh, way lighter than my plan, my plan weight, and uh, you know, I still got to be, I got to be who I am. You know, I still got to, you know, display the physicality. I got to, you know, be a hard-nosed runner. You know, even though I'm coming here five, six, seven pounds light, I still got to have a mindset like, you know, I got to play like who I am and I got to be who I am when I'm, you know, running between the tackles. So, you know, uh, it's definitely more a mentality thing. You know, I just got to, you know, keep keep with me even when I'm, you know, kind of light and weak. You know, just still mentally knowing like, you know, I'm a hard-nosed, tough runner. You know, I got to be that. Is it hard to keep weight up in, in here with, the, with playing out in the heat every day and all that kind of stuff? tough sometimes, you know, just uh, their camp, the ground of camp all is going to be tough for anybody to keep, uh, you know, keep their weight up, you know, so we got to, you know, uh, spend extra time and focus uh, on, you know, recovering, you know, recovery meals and stuff like that to make sure we, you know, maintaining our uh, right weights. Uh, you've been, you were part of some crowded backfields at Alabama. Does that kind of mentally help you prepare for this? Because with you, JD, and, and Antonio, it's a lot of guys, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Right. So uh, I've always been in a room with multiple, you know, multiple talented guys, you know, um, and, and I you know I haven't always been a starter either. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with working with guys. I'm comfortable with working guys who might have a lead up on lead, like a head start on me. You know, I'm comfortable with all that, you know, and I just, you know, I do everything I can, to, you know, uh, marry up on what those guys do and uh, take notes from, you know, their history in the NFL, from what I want to do in the NFL. So, you know, um, it's not a personal thing, you know, it's just, it's all work for me, you know, just, you know, adjusting, you know, playing around certain, you know, different new people and, you know, all of them being great talented athletes that I can pick up on, you know, something that they're doing, you know, to just help me in my game. Uh, let me ask you just a couple of fun questions. Um, who is uh, who is your favorite athlete growing up? Uh, my favorite athlete growing up was uh, probably Reggie Bush. You know, he was the first guy I seen. You know, just you know, did that thing with running back. Uh, besides him, uh, back at home it was Mark Ingram. Running back, you know, have dynamic season like that. You know, at home in you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And, you know, around that time, that was when I was you know, finally really just you know, watching football, playing football, and you know, just you know, wanting to play football. So, yeah. um, is there a running back that you kind of like emulate your style? I figure maybe Reggie Bush is a little. You're bigger than Reggie Bush. Is there a running back whose style you kind of think you've emulated over time? Uh, I think I emulated uh, Adrian Peterson's style. You know, uh, one of the guys who can, you know, just be a versatile back and a power power back all in one. So, uh, you know. Adrian Peterson was that guy. You know, he was the guy I always wanted to emulate. I always wanted to, you know, get the ball vertical. He could, like, you know, make you know, moves and still be able to, you know, play versatile and be a power runner at the same time. So, uh, Adrian Peterson would be that guy. Um, everybody has a special skill. Uh, if you had, what's your special skill that, like, if there's a Hall of Fame for this skill, maybe it's making tuna fish or, uh, you know, fishing, whatever it is. I don't, I don't know why I picked two fishing things. Whatever your special skill, what's a special skill you could be in, like, a Hall of Fame? Like, tell me, you're like, I can do this thing. I can run a football. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, that's something I, like, you know, being a running back is something I focus on every day. 
focusing new ways to get better at just crafting you know, being a running back. So if I was going down in the Hall of Fame for anything, it would be a running back. How about something that's like more like a hobby or a habit or something? Okay. Mine is, I've always said, it's like I'm a 7-Eleven Hall of Fame. I go to 7-Eleven way too much. So that, that would be my Hall of Fame. Uh, I'll probably say the mall or the shoe store or something like that. I've been a suit. I've been a, I've been a Hall of Fame for my shoe collection or something. How many you got? Too many. I can't count. What, like, what, like, like over 20, over 50? Well over 50. Yeah. And just what, like basketball or or like, you know, like, I got like Jordans? Different type of shoes. Jordans, Nike. Just everything. Well, what's like if if if, the, if you gotta run into the house, the house is uh, you know something's wrong. You gotta grab one pair of shoes that you can't live without. What 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 are you getting? Uh, I'm probably gonna grab my Louis Vuitton shoes, <laughs> and they're probably the most expensive shoes in my closet. So I'm gonna grab them. <laughs> awesome. Hey man, good luck tomorrow, and uh, be, uh, yeah, best of luck. Thank you, man. All right, excited here to grab walking up the field. Uh, Hall of Famer Warren Sapp, who's back out here again, hanging out with the defensive line guys. You were just telling me how. How much they they bring life back into you getting to teach these guys. I mean, it's hot out here. How, you, you you love it that much? It's always hot. It's, it's always, always hot. hot. There's no training camp in the world that's not gonna be hot. This is what men are made, and they look at me and they ask me how did I do two days, and I said don't worry about how I did it. You got to do it now, buddy. It's just one of those things where. You ain't got to like it, but you just got to do it, and you got to find pleasure in it. And it's a kid's game. That's why we're trying to tell them. It's a kid's game. It's never going to be changed. So just go out and enjoy it. And they liking it. I, I like what I'm seeing from them every day. What You you, you saw them back in minicamp. You saw them here now. Can you see the progression? Yes. What, what do you see? Oh, I had to come back and see them in pads because when you got no pads on, you're just moving out and running. Everybody can run with no pads on. When you put them pads on, now the offensive line has to fill us. Now we got to build a, a pile in the backfield, build a camp in the backfield. And that's what they were doing every day, coming in, getting the coaching, and taking off and doing what we want them to do. Because if you're not a unit, then this thing looks lump-sided and ugly, and that ain't what you want. And they understand that it's a group thing, and they really they really buying in. And we don't even have Chase. Right. We ain't got the monster. So, I mean, come on. I mean, this, come on, fellas. We just hold this thing up to this monster comeback. And then now we fully in strength, and we can really go take over. So. They loving it. You, you, you drop a wee. You're wearing a, a Washington uh, sweatshirty kind of thing here. You got a Washington hat on. Are you wee? I mean, you're not officially here, but do you feel like you're wee? I ain't French, but whenever I'm with the guys, I'm wee. <laughs> I told them I'm, I'm calling and I'm, I'm, I'm watching the tape and we gonna have a discussion every day. So it's definitely wee. The W is for one. <laughs> it's always been said, like in some cases, like for star athletes, to coach can be challenging because not saying. Coach. Well, but you're I don't coach, tutoring. I teach. Teach. Is I that, teach. The, is that the teach. difference? It's teaching. It's teaching. I don't coach. Coach, coach do way too many hours. Right. So way, you're... way too many hours. No, no. I want to come in, sprinkle a little spice, leave you some crumbs, and now put it in there. Because you know your crumbs, you get crumbs. You make a nice little pudding and a little nice little <laughs> casserole. You know, crumbs in there. Yeah. You know, just good crumbs. You know, good spices. Good little, just a little something to your game. Just a little something maybe you wasn't thinking about. And now we back to something you're thinking about, but in a different frame of mind. You know, just throwing yeah. different things at them, and they really good at, at accepting what they can doing what they can't do and, and then capitalizing on it and going out and pouring concrete because once you pour concrete you got a solid foundation to go out with a 17 game season because it's a long damn way to the end yeah for long sure way. it's a marathon you don't get stronger at the end you just hold it on so a solid foundation will get you to the end so obviously this was a unique week because they just made a change on the coaching staff over here so people are with you being here people have been wondering wait is warren sap possibly getting in i know ron said you just came to visit so for you that's just not something you're even thinking about they, they had that level of coaching. 
What did I tell you? You just said you're, you're a teacher. I don't, I'm teaching. I don't yeah, coach. Totally. I get it. So, so tell me what you see with like guys like John Allen and Jerron Payne. Obviously, I imagine those are your guys. No, 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 no. When you get two big dogs like that, I call them two bowling balls or butcher knives. You got to get them rolling forward. Get them going in the backfield. Building a camp. Penetrating. Penetration disrupts the timing of an offense. A running back will stop his feet in the backfield. And once you get him to stop his feet, now everybody gets to swarm and punish. So that's what I'm trying to get them to understand. The middle of your defense, that strong, everything's got to go outside. And with the speed that you have behind you, they can't outrun us to the sideline. We'll get there and we'll punish him. We'll put him in second and long, third and long. Now we're where we want to be. Ball back on the offense with good field position, ready to win the football game. John Allen made such a big jump last year. What do you what, what do you like about him in particular? That he understands where his strengths and weaknesses are. That's the best thing about any defensive lineman. When you understand who and what you are, you can play to your strengths and avoid your weaknesses or work on your weaknesses and then turn yourself into a monster. And that's what he did. He went back to the basics. Go back to the basics. I always tell him, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. And you know who stupid is? Us, <laughs> the D-line. We are stupid. So let's keep it simple. And that's what he's done. Simplify this game. Understand that he's a bowling ball of butcher knife. Get going. They can't stop it. Can't stop it because I told him, if I ask you to turn around and block yourself going backwards, you tell me, go, go F myself. And they're like, yeah, I would. I'm left. And you're more athletic than they are. So tell me, how are they going to do it? Is there like a something technique-wise that you've like showed John or Duran specifically? Just that you think that something that worked for just you? Little things. Just little things. Just little things. Um, <laughs> just lastly, Fedarian Mathis. I got asked about him today. What do you think about him? Obviously, young guy coming in, and, and uh, he's going to be asked to have a, a good role this year. What have you kind of seen? Ninety-eight. What have you kind of seen out of him? That's Phil, right? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, Phil. You know what? With them two dudes in front of him teaching him, he's going to learn a lot and then get opportunities to just spot plays. You know, them little, them little spot plays. And because when you in your first year, like I was, you really don't understand the amount of holding there. A lot of going in this league. Yeah. But I'm sure he's going to get that. I remember telling the ref one time, he's holding me. The ref looked at me and said, grow up. So that's when I came up with the chop, get the hands off me. And he's learning from two dudes that's understanding that they have a veteran in this league. He's going to get he's gonna get some good lessons, have some growing pains, because that's what's going to happen. But just keep working. Keep pouring concrete so you have a foundation to build a career. Like I tell them all, you can't have a career unless you start one. Right. Hello. <laughs> Are you going to be back out here the, yeah, the rest I'm coming of the week? Back. Okay. No, no, not this week. I'm coming back after the season starts. Probably end of preseason, maybe mid-September. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give them a little time to, you know, do a little work. Then I can come back and tell them what I've been looking at. See what that concrete's looking like. you damn right. Let's <laughs> see if it's good and dry. Absolutely. Warren, I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Thanks.